0: Section two of A Dog of Flanders. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. A Dog of Flanders by Ouida. Section two. A few years later, old Jehan Das, who had always been a cripple, became so paralyzed with rheumatism that it was impossible for him to go out with the cart any more then little nello being now grown to his sixth year of age and knowing the town well from having accompanied his grandfather so many times took his place beside the cart and sold the milk and received the coins in exchange and brought them back to their respective owners with a pretty grace and seriousness which charmed all who beheld him The little Ardenois was a beautiful child, with dark, grave, tender eyes, and a lovely bloom upon his face, and fair locks that clustered to his throat, and many an artist sketched the group as it went by him, the green cart with the brass flagons of Teniers and Mieris and Vantal, and the great tawny-colored massive dog with his belled harness that chimed cheerily as he went, and the small figure that ran beside him, which had little white feet in great wooden shoes, and a soft, grave, innocent, happy face, like the little fair children of Rubens. Nello and Patrasche did the work so well and so joyfully together that Jehan Das himself, when the summer came and he was better again, had no need to stir out, but could sit in the doorway in the sun and see them go forth through the garden wicket, and then doze and dream and pray a little, and then awake again as the clock told three and watch for their return. And on their return, Patrasche would shake himself free of his harness with a bay of glee, and Nello would recount with pride the doings of the day and they would all go in together to their meal of rye bread and milk or soup, and would see the shadows lengthen over the great plain, and see the twilight veil the fair cathedral spire, and then lie down together to sleep peacefully while the old man said a prayer. So the days and the years went on, and the lives of Nello and Patrasche were happy, innocent, and healthful. In the spring and summer especially they were glad. Flanders is not a lovely land, and around the Burg of Rubens it is perhaps least lovely of all. Corn and colza, pasture and plough, succeed each other on the characterless plain in wearying repetition and save by some gaunt gray tower, with its peal of pathetic bells, or some figure coming athwart the fields, made picturesque by a gleaner's bundle or a woodman's faggot, there is no change, no variety, no beauty anywhere. And he who has dwelt upon the mountains, or amidst the forests, feels oppressed as by imprisonment with the tedium and the endlessness of that vast and dreary level. But it is green and very fertile, and it has wide horizons that have a certain charm of their own, even in their dullness and monotony. And among the rushes by the waterside the flowers grow, and the trees rise tall and fresh where the barges glide with their great hulks black against the sun and their little green barrels and coloured flags gay against the leaves anyway there is greenery and breadth of space enough to be as good as beauty to a child and a dog and these two asked no better when their work was done than to lie buried in the lush grasses on the side of the canal, and watch the cumbrous vessels drifting by, and bring the crisp salt smell of the sea among the blossoming scents of the country summer. True, in the winter it was harder, and they had to rise in the darkness and the bitter cold, and they had seldom as much as they could have eaten any day, and the hut was scarce better than a shed when the nights were cold. Although it looked so pretty in warm weather, buried in a great kindly clambering vine that never bore fruit, indeed, but which covered it with luxuriant green tracery all through the months of blossom and harvest, in winter the winds found many holes in the walls of the poor little hut, and the vine was black and leafless, and the bare lands looked very bleak and drear without, and sometimes within the floor was flooded and then frozen. In winter it was hard, and the snow numbed the little white limbs of Nello, and the icicles cut the brave, untiring feet of Patrache. But even then they were never heard to lament, either of them, the child's wooden shoes and the dog's four legs would trot manfully together over the frozen fields to the chime of the bells on the harness, and then sometimes, in the streets of Antwerp, some housewife would bring them a bowl of soup and a handful of bread, or some kindly trader would throw some billets of fuel into the little cart as it went homeward, OR SOME WOMAN IN THEIR OWN VILLAGE WOULD BID THEM KEEP A SHARE OF THE MILK THEY CARRIED FOR THEIR OWN FOOD. AND THEY WOULD RUN OVER THE WHITE LANDS, THROUGH THE EARLY DARKNESS, BRIGHT AND HAPPY, AND BURST WITH A SHOUT OF JOY INTO THEIR HOME. SO ON THE WHOLE IT WAS WELL WITH THEM, VERY WELL. AND Patrasche MEETING ON THE HIGHWAY OR IN THE PUBLIC STREETS, the many dogs who toiled from daybreak into nightfall, paid only with blows and curses, and loosened from the shafts with a kick to starve and freeze as best they might, Patrasche, in his heart was very grateful to his fate, and thought it the fairest and the kindliest the world could hold. Though he was often very hungry indeed when he lay down at night, though he had to work in the heats of summer noons and the rasping chills of winter dawns, though his feet were often tender with wounds from the sharp edges of the jagged pavement, though he had to perform tasks beyond his strength and against his nature, yet he was grateful and content. He did his duty with each day, and the eyes that he loved smiled down on him. It was sufficient for Patrasche. End of section two. Recording by Roger Moline.